All right, and welcome back to the most inconsistent podcast of all time. This is Unfiltered, the football podcast. My name's Dakota. This is my co-host, CJ. How are you living, Siege? I'm doing good. Ready for another great week of football, college and NFL. We've been spoiled the last couple of weeks with some great games that came down to the wire. That 4 o'clock slate on Sunday was just great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. So, I mean, it definitely week one, the 1 o'clock games were very good, and you know, week two, they weren't. And then we get to the 425, 430 kickoffs on, you know, week one, they were eh, and then very good on week two. Now, we've changed the whole dynamic of really how the show is going to go this season. You know, we are going to do more of an isolated slate on the games of the week, the games to watch, both college and NFL. We're starting our new segment. What's our new segment, Siege? Our new segment is the Hall of Shame. I'm really excited for this one. We'll really be able to land to the teams that really underperformed and the players that really didn't put out a good showing. And, of course, we're going to bring CJ versus Las Vegas, Nevada, which I got to go to, which was super cool. And CJ is going to go ahead and take him down again this week. And, uh, you know, there's one thing I forgot to put in our show prep, and I'm going to be fully candid about this. We almost forgot the best segment we have not a Hall of Famer. So, of course, we're going to bring that back for season two. And it's it's a full... And then, of course, we got to talk about the Super Bowl and our super early Super Bowl picks, which were, I believe, last year we were both incorrect. We were very correct. I'm pretty sure last year I had the Saints and the Bills. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I... Wait, I did have the Buccaneers. I did have the Buccaneers and the Chiefs at one point, and then I took them out for the Bills. So, you know, bottom line is we're going to be wrong, and we're going to make some hot takes. So get ready, strap it on, and strap it in. (laughs) Strap it on. And we're going to start the show. So I'm super excited about week three, but, I mean, bottom line is we got to talk about what happened in week two. CJ, start us off with what game did you enjoy watching? Well, the first one is kind of the obvious one. This game was really spectacular. It was Baltimore versus the Chiefs. This game came down to the wire. It started off looking like the Chiefs were going to run away with it. But then Lamar Jackson just did absolute Lamar Jackson things, and it was just a spectacular game to watch. So, fun fact about that game. I was watching some stuff on Bleacher Report, which, again, I'm guilty at looking at Bleacher's Report stuff all the time, they were talking about, you know, Lamar and Harbaugh's relationship. And he was saying, Lamar, do you want to go for it? Do you want to go for it? And, he, and then, of course, Lamar said, yeah, and they won the game. That's trust that, you know, isn't anywhere else in the league. Um, of course, Harbaugh built that team around Lamar. And and uh, most quarterbacks don't, or most coaches, quarterbacks, they don't do that. So it, it was super cool to see. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, though. I I still believe that they're going to do well this season. Yeah, and I'm still not like super high on Baltimore. I still think they got a lot of holes to fill on offense, and their defense is eh. So we'll see how they play in the tough AFC North this year and see where they end up. Yeah, so well, we'll see how, how the North division's doing. It'll be definitely up to the wire because, you know, we got the Bengals. Are they good? Maybe. I don't really know about them. Are the Browns good? I don't know that either. Like, going into last season, you could not tell me that the Browns would struggle against Houston. 
and they did. And they lost to the Chiefs barely. So the Browns are very up in the air. The Steelers are up in the air. The entire division is one and one. Now, of course, we're going to talk about the Cowboys and the Chargers, a very defensively-minded game with a lot of mistakes. CJ, lead us home on this. Yeah, I think one of the big surprises in this game was, one, Dak Prescott had a very uncharacteristically bad interception. And also, it was the fact that Tony Pollard was carrying the load of this running game instead of Ezekiel Elliott. Do you find that interesting? Yeah, so Zeke Elliott, since he's been paid, has not been the guy. He, he hasn't. Tony Pollard runs harder. He runs more aggressive. And I'm taking Tony Pollard any day. Just like the Iguodala take of Steph Curry versus Iguodala, I'm taking Tony Pollard to score a touchdown on the one-yard line over Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. I know I am. But Tony Pollard has been performing week after week after week. And Ezekiel Elliott last season gave up on this team because of the whole Dak Prescott situation. Now, going back to the game, the Chargers are an odd team. They're super odd on are they good? Are they going to make the jump? Uh, Of course, they got their franchise guy. They have great receivers. They have Austin Eckler, when healthy, one of the top five in the league. So what is the Chargers' hole? Well, coming into the season, you saw a lot of like the power rankings and a lot of the people saying that the Chargers were going to be one of the contenders in the NFC, which I didn't really find surprising. They've got a lot of good pieces, but when are they going to put those pieces together and start becoming like a dominant football team? Yeah, it, I mean, the Cowboys are probably this season better than years past as long as Dak Prescott stays healthy. But the Chargers have not convinced me yet that they've made the jump. And part of me is thinking it's more the defensive end of the football, not the offensive part. I, when you have a franchise guy and you have Keenan Allen, I mean, and then you have Austin Eckler. I mean, those three alone can get you to the playoffs. But to make the hump, you gotta, you got to get a defense. And they just don't have it. And the Cowboys' defense, I mean, they're better, right? I, I think. I don't really know. I, we'll find out in the weeks to come. I mean, we knew into the season, like, last year the Cowboys' defense was historically bad. But they've kind of stepped it up to start the year. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'd love to give a good take on these guys, but I don't think anyone in in any industry can say, are they good, are they bad, are they for real? Are they just playing well because the offense is covering mistakes? It Anyway, Cowboys won. And I did not actually think that was going to happen. So kudos to them. Next game that I had on my list as one of the best games to watch last week. The best game. Yes. The Arizona Cardinals versus the Minnesota Vikings. This game, anytime Kyler Murray on the is on the field, you have to watch. It is just spectacular to watch. Good or bad, he's making plays. It's just, it was really good football. Yeah, and of course the Vikings lose because of a kicker again. Again, happened in the 90s. Happens all the time. The Vikings lost because of a kicker. And can we just talk about that Cardinals receiving room this year? I mean, they bring in A.J. Green. Filthy. They drafted Rondale Moore, which has been spectacular. I mean, Kyler Murray's got all the weapons in the world, and it's just so fun to watch. Did you say D-Hop, too? I I was just talking about the guys that they added. Oh, well, I mean... Obviously, they have DeAndre Hopkins as well and Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk's a monster. And they have, 
I can't think. I mean, their defense is really good too. Yeah, if they can put all the pieces together, they could. I thought they should have taken care of the Vikings a lot easier than they did, but it was a close game, came down to the wire. They took care of business. Well, the Vikings were able to ground and pound with Dalvin Cook, of course. Um, Kirk Cousins was able to deliver some good balls to Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. So it's not even that the Vikings are bad. And I don't blame Kirk Cousins for the loss. I really don't. I think they played better than most people in the country thought. Yeah, I agree. They've just had some mishaps to start the season. But anyways, moving on. The next game, just an immaculate performance by Derrick Henry, and that's Seattle versus the Titans. Yeah, so of course, uh, it was the same song and dance. The Titans were struggling. They looked terrible again, and then it flipped, and they got it to OT, and they took care of business. Seattle didn't look like themselves in that second half of that football game. And what's funny is Dakota was sitting right next to me during this game. I literally had Derrick Henry on a trade offer halfway through that game, and then as soon as he broke off that long touchdown, I hurried up and took him off before that trade got completed, and I almost looked like a real idiot, and I'm glad I didn't let him go. Yeah, 50 fantasy points in standard PPR. Not bad, Mr. Her- Derrick Henry. So, uh, and to touch up on that, all the experts literally, and we're not experts by any means, we're, but, I, I mean, it, it doesn't take an expert to say Derrick Henry was going to be good again. And everyone's like, oh, don't draft him, don't draft him. He's going to be trash. There's too many options, Julio, A.J. Brown. They were wrong again for the third straight season. Someone needs to put some respect on Derrick Henry's freaking name. Yeah, I agree. That dude just keeps proving people wrong. I mean, people thought like a back his size, like he's too big. He's not, no big guy can move like that, but he's continued over and over again to prove us wrong with these crazy long touchdowns and very deceptive speed. So, obviously, Derrick Henry, the question is, do you think he's going to hit 2K rushing yards again? I think he is very capable of doing so if the Titans keep feeding him. Yeah, as long as they, you know, they, they feed him on the outside runs, he'll, he'll get there. He'll, he'll at least get 1,500 plus. At least get 15. I mean, week one hurts, but he does have a longer season. So, 2K is not out of the realm of possibility. So, those were our, our, our big four that we thoroughly enjoyed here. And, of course, you can hit us up on Twitter and say, you know, maybe this game. Talk about this game. I know people are going to say the Giants in Washington. I, I can't get over the NFC East matchups, especially on primetime. It was a good game. Don't get me wrong. But it to me, it wasn't it wasn't a game of the week. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to stop getting those NFC East matchups on primetime. I mean, I understand one every now and then, but it seems like every other week. An NFC East matchup is on prime time. I wouldn't mind if they kept the Eagles off of it and maybe the Giants and Washington and and uh, the Cowboys might be an okay matchup. But other than that, I, I'm just not seeing seeing the, the, the viewership or the numbers. They don't have good primetime numbers with that. They want to improve their Thursday night games, get the NFC East out of there. So... Of course, we're going to talk about what games are we looking forward to here at the station. What do we want to watch this week? The first one, this one's going to be a real doozy of a matchup that I'm excited to watch, and that is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings, two teams that we just talked about. 
and I think that Seattle's going to come out. Their their offense is humming right now. They're doing pretty good. The Vikings are trying to rebound starting 0 and 2. And numbers say that it's very hard to make the playoffs starting season 0 and 2. And they certainly don't have it easy in week 3. So they're really going to try to bounce back here and get Dalvin Cook humming and who you got on that game by the way? Who who do, who's going to win? I have the Seahawks. Well, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. So the Vikings are going to win this game. And the reason is Dalvin Cook's going to come angry. Yes, he got banged up a little bit, but he's going to come angry. He's going to rush for over 100 yards. Easy. Justin Jefferson's going to have two touchdown catches, and Adam Thielen's going to have one, and they're going to win by 14. I can. I totally don't see that out of the realm. We're just waiting for that Vikings offense, who's loaded with weapons, by the way, to just light up a defense and this might be the week Seattle their defense is trash still I don't care what people say they're trash again they're in my opinion one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL and I'm so tired of people you know saying oh the Seahawks are Super Bowl contenders they yes they have a great quarterback yes they got Tyler Lockett yes they got DK Metcalf Chris Carson offense is fine it's not the offense it is 100% the defense and they are still trash and Jamal Adams is not good. He he can't catch a dang pick to save his life. Now, before I blow up here, let's uh, go to the Rams and the Bucks. This one's pretty self-explanatory. Well, we got, of course, I, I, the Rams are going to be a good team this year. To me, they're still not going to beat the Buccaneers. And the reason is Tom Brady. It's They have a great defense, don't get me wrong. They have a top three, four defense in the league. Again, they have Matthew Stafford, who is living up to the hype. They got, oh man, they got so many. They got Robert Woods. So, and of course, uh, Cooper Cup. So they're, they're a good team. I mean, they're going to be really good. And I think they'll make it pretty far in the playoffs. But the buzz of the Bucks is going to continue. And they're going to go to 3-0. and Yeah, I agree with you on that pick. I do think this is going to be a very good game to the wa- to watch. It's going to come down to the wire. The Rams have looked very, very impressive. I mean, like you said, Matthew Stafford has lived up to the hype. We all kind of had a feeling that Matthew Stafford in a team on a team like that with that kind of weapons was just going to light defenses up, and that has stood to be true. Yeah, and Jared Goff is still showing his true colors. The, the trade has already won. Last year, I think I said it like probably every week, that the Rams were a quarterback away from being contenders. And I think that's kind of showing to start the season. We'll see how it all plays out. Yes. And then our final game that we're gonna that we're super excited to watch is of course the Chiefs and the Chargers. Now we were just belittling the Chargers saying, you know, they haven't made that jump yet, or I was, I should say. And this is a week to prove it. Not they don't need to win this game for me to say, oh, they're a good team. They, they cannot get blown out by the Chiefs and me sitting here and saying, oh, Justin Herbert is the the best out of his class, which is totally incorrect. It, Justin Herbert is good, and the Chargers are good, but are they good enough to make the jump? And I think that it is going to be a no. Chiefs are going to win by 30. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if the score is going to be the Chiefs by 30. 32. Okay, 32. There you have it. But the Chargers... 33. Okay. All right. The Chiefs are going to be looking to bounce back. 41. It just keeps going up as we talk, folks. So 
The Chiefs are looking to bounce back from a loss to Baltimore. They're trying to show they're still that team. They still are going to go to the Super Bowl. 50. They're still the best team in the NFL in some people's opinions. Lost your train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) The score keeps going up. (laughs) But, yeah, Chiefs by, I'm going to go 13. 52. So, um... Uh, all joking aside, um, the Chargers are a good football team. They don't. They have. They have not made the jump, and I don't. I'm still not convinced that they're. That they. I just. They haven't made the jump. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of everyone saying Justin Herbert. If Joe Burrow was healthy, he won the Rookie of the Year. Now maybe I have some feelings because Joe Burrow's got a good looking beard. He's hot, but I'm. 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 I'm pissed off that people think Justin Herbert is this amazing quarterback. I'm sorry. I'm really passionate about this. And speaking about that, since we don't have this in our slate on the podcast today, can let's just talk about our boy Zach Wilson that we we loved last year. I still <laughs> we still love him. We st- we st- we still love him. And Boy. we we just had to put him in the podcast somewhere. Uh, he actually is in a future segment, not a segment that we wanted him to be in. No, but. Four picks, man. Yeah, it, it just was not a good showing for him. But it's our boy. We have confidence. He's going to bounce back. So I did get rid of uh, this season. We're not doing uh, Dakota's quarterback room because I kind of was blowing through quarterbacks too quickly. But, I mean, I'm going to talk about Zach Wilson for a second because it warms my heart to even think about him. Should we have a segment on Zach Wilson? Every week. Or Zach Wilson, Joe Burrow. I'm trying to think of other hot quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, not really. I wouldn't say hot, but one that we talked about a lot was also Josh Allen. That was that was our guy last year. We also talked about Fitz Magic. Yep, because the whole beard segment thing. Right. Yeah. Also, if should we bring that back at some point this season? I know that was a fan favorite. That's that's one that we heard back from some people that hey, that that's really awesome. Well, yeah. So. The, the also the beer segments really just did it for these people. We have our listeners are the most unique people in the world. They, A, they put up with, you know, they put up with a lot of stuff from us, man. We have gotten off track a million times on this show, which is going to happen all season too long. They've put up with weird gaps in our our timetable, but they're still there, right? Yeah, but I think you're going to see us finish out this season strong. I don't think we're going to miss a podcast up to the Super Bowl and we'll stand by that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to make it through this season just like Tua won't do it. Damn. That was <laughs> <laughs> that might have been too far. <laughs> anyway, so Zach Wilson uh is hot and BYU is apparently somewhat decent at football still. So, uh moving on by the way, B- speaking of BYU, we're going to college football, baby. And we're bringing this season. We are talking about college football more than last season. Besides, and what did we talk about? The national championship. Yeah, I think I think we had a YouTube episode on a national championship, but really all season long we didn't really talk much about it. But this season, there's a lot of excitement in college football. We're just gonna highlight the top games and yeah, let you guys know what the best ones are to watch. Yeah, and then starting next week, we're going to add our our newest and probably the last segment we're going to add this year besides the random stuff is too early Heisman candidacy. And th- this week I feel like it's a bit too early still to talk about that. 
It's really up in the air. I mean, the two guys that I can think of they were talking about at the beginning of the season. Are we starting this now? Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell. Just kind of a preview. Those guys really haven't performed well to start the season. So Spencer Rattler is garbage. It's it's way up in the air right now. So it'll be really interesting to see our picks. I don't I don't like him. Which I still don't know my picks. So we will find out next week. Will Levitt. Kentucky quarterback. Um Considering I didn't even know his name before you said it, probably not. Chattanooga was a top 25 team in the country. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> besides the fact that they were FC, an FCS school, and uh, we were 31-point favorites. All right, just some background here. Um, do they know what fi- what teams were fans of? I don't do, think they do. Or do, or, or do we just trash teams on a weekly basis and they think I we mean, we've like kind of trashed our own teams at some points, too. So. I've never talked about Kentucky. I'm a Kentucky Wildcats fan, by the way. A Kentucky Wildcats, Ohio State football fan. Pain to start the season. We'll rebound, maybe. Our defense is bad. Anyways. So, yeah, we... Uh, I can't believe they don't... We. I feel like they think we hate every team. I mean, that's a pretty fair assumption don't you think yeah just every week we're like you know the chargers are ass um literally i mean who else do we trash we trashed clemson right yeah we like to i feel like a team that we pick on a lot and i'm not sure why they always come up in this maybe they just deserve to be picked on and that's the miami dolphins yeah i was just about to say we We, trash trashed the dolphins so many times and I, I don't think the Dolphins are a terrible team. I, we're just, not done trashing them. That's the best part of this podcast. No, they'll they'll come up in a future segment on this episode. On so. this episode, yeah. We're going to trash them just again because I don't like the Dolphins either. And yeah. also, I don't think they know what NFL team we're a fan of. And that will explain why Dakota hates the Dolphins so well, much. So, listen. Um, no, we're going to do a guesstimation and I'll reveal it next week. I hate three teams more than life itself. The Dolphins, the Jets, and Josh Allen. Mine would just give it away, don't you? I mean, you basically just gave up their whole division. But my three most hated teams are the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. I think you know where we're going with this. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious. But let us know what uh, what team you don't like and we don't like. And uh, I don't know how we got off on the was did this start with Zach Wilson? Yes, we just kind of got off our slate, but that's sometimes when the best content comes out when we're just unfiltered. We're not talking about what we were supposed to be talking about. Did you say unfiltered? The football podcast every Thursday morning. Yes. Gosh, what an ad plug! By the way, um, we need to get sponsored. By Miller Light. No, uh, we'll probably have a sponsorship coming next week. Next week, have our have our our first sponsor is Apple, as we're using Mac devices this season. And <laughs> what? I I don't know how this happens. This happens every single episode, except the first one. The first one we didn't really get off track. By the way, we're. Uh, you can find us anywhere that you find your podcast on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube. And all you got to do is type in Unfiltered, the football podcast. If you leave us a five-star review, I'm going to come to your house and give you flowers. Every single one. And if you give us below that, I'm 
CJ is going to come to your house and wreck your freaking car. Yes. Every, every single time we're taking the keys. You can drive a Tesla. You could drive a 1962 Honda Civic. We're coming. Anyway, let's get back on track here. Where were we at? College football, right? Yep, that's that's where we were going into. Yeah, and then... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we're going to do it the same format as we kind of did the NFL. We're going to talk about, you know, week... What are they? Are they in week three? As that, well? that was week three. This past week was week three well, of college football. Yeah, kind of, because they, they had that week, week zero, zero every freaking year. So but it was week three. It was week three. So... Week three of the college football, there was a couple good games. Did you catch that Penn State whiteout? Oh, that game was just awesome. And the Penn State atmosphere in Happy Valley is just spectacular. Yeah, so Trace McSorley, man. Hmm. You can never stop thinking about Trace, can you? No, <laughs> I can't. But Trace McSorley's gone, and the new age of Penn State is upon us. Besides last year, that was covid they're ranked in the top 10, and I believe in the AP top pool, they went to, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I believe they were top, I think they were in, they were number six. They were number six in this okay. most recent poll. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to them. The atmosphere was crazy, and I kept saying this, and I'm going to keep saying this. Do you think it was more of a they were better than Auburn, or Auburn was just not proven yet, or were they intimidated by that whiteout crowd and that loud they said it was louder than a gunshot in there. Wh- which correlation, what what came together that said, hey, you know, Auburn's going to Auburn's going to lose this game. Well, Penn State is a very tough place to go play a football game. As an Ohio State fan, they have dropped a couple games in their stadium. A lot of people have when they have that whiteout, it's just an incredible atmosphere, very loud, and I'm not sure this really says much about Auburn because, I mean, they started off the season well. Granted, they didn't play anybody yeah, they're, they're on worth mentioning still. Yeah, they're weeks still. one and two. So I don't really know what to take away from this game. Is Penn State worth being rated number six? We don't know yet. Is Auburn worth being rated in the top 25? We don't know that yet either. But it was a very good game to watch. So... And also, it led to one of the more controversial calls. Definitely the most controversial call this year was Penn State punted on third down. Because the ref said it was fourth down and, you know, it was too late because they punted it and James Franklin was losing his shit on the sidelines. So, super controversial. They still won the game, but if they would have lost because of that by itself, the NCAA would have had some big issues that they would be addressing in their office on Monday morning. So, you know, super big controversial call. Could have definitely cost them the game. It didn't. I mean, they still won, and all is well. Uh, Penn State definitely, I mean, they got a good running game. They, they're more of a complete team this season than last year. And granted, last year it's really hard to judge any team due to COVID. And, I mean, you know, COVID's still around, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it, it's going to be a full season, and... By the end of it, I I believe Penn State will be in the Big Ten championship game and they'll lose to Iowa. I don't think that's a terrible prediction. I mean, Penn State, they've got a great defense. They've got good weapons. Sean Clifford's got a couple years under his belt. Hopefully, James Franklin pulls through and finally has a complete good season that we haven't seen him had yet. There's been some criticism that he might be in the hot seat the next two to three years if he can't take the next step. 
Unless he jumps. He could jump for like the USC job or something like that before the seat gets melting hot. So it's uh it's definitely something that's gonna be keep or keep developing. But if they can uh beat Ohio State, which is one hundred percent possible this year, and he gets over the hump, he beats Michigan, and they somehow beat Iowa, I'm telling you, then they got a they got a good shot at the national championship this year. And the best one they've had since two thousand and sixteen. So kudos to them and great game. If you missed that game, at least do yourself a favor and check out that whiteout. The scenes from the stadium are amazing. I it, It's just insane. And of course, we're going to talk about one more game. It was so we're at we're still at the point pre-conference play. So there there wasn't a lot of crazy, awesome matchups. There was there was good matchups across the board. But one that really stuck out to me was Florida and Bama. So basically, if you miss the storyline, Alabama took their foot off the brake after the first quarter, being up 21 to 3. And then Florida was just an unstoppable force until they got stopped on a two, two point conversion. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about this game in the first about three quarters. And I'll tell you why. So here was my plan for Saturday. At 3.30, I was going to start off watching my Ohio State Buckeyes. And I was like, when they get up by like 30 points or something, I'll flip it over. That's a, that's a good game to watch. But they just kept letting Tulsa in the ball game. It was just a messing of a showing. So, anyways, I, I was able to catch the tail end part of that Alabama versus Florida game. And, the of course, like the highlight of the game was when Florida scored – could have tied it up when they went for two they didn't get it and yeah I mean that's kind of the storyline of this whole that whole game anyway but kudos to Florida now you know they they did show the nation and you know the national media and everybody they showed one important thing that Alabama was beatable and they they were not more talented than Alabama I can confidently sit here and say they weren't as as talented as them but uh, on the flip side, you know, they they played harder. The Swamp was crazy. And is Alabama, they're kind of changing their identity a little bit. I don't think, you used to think about Alabama, you used to think like a tough defense, tough running game. And now it's the script has kind of flipped. Their defense is not very good, but soft. they score enough points to make up for it. Yeah, super soft. Super soft defense. And they got Bryce Young, who, you know, he, he's one of the ones that might be in the Heisman candidacy. Well, I don't know. And they're following more of the Ohio State identity. Shitty defense, really good quarterback that'll make up for it. And, yeah, I mean, bottom line is college football, as we get into conference play, some conferences, I believe, are this week. The SEC is a lot this week. And the Big Ten, is it, I think the Pac-12 is there. Is the Big Ten in conference play this week? I have not really peeked at the schedule very much. Yeah, I, I believe that they are, but, you know, quote me if I'm wrong. And, uh, yeah, so let's talk about, you know, what's coming up in college football. What games are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to the Texas A&M and Arkansas game. It's time to find out. Is Texas A&M a fraud? Like we, like I think they are. Would you agree? Mind if I, yeah, I'm, I was about to say, mind if I answer. Uh, Texas A&M is trash. That's all I got to say. There, I, I really have nothing to support what I just said there. They're trash, 
And here's why. Um, you know, they don't have Johnny Manziel, which is a big problem. And, you know, they they don't have Mike Evans, which is a problem. And am I living in the past? Yes. But Texas A&M has year after year, on a real note, on, this is a, a true note, year after year they're ranked high. They're nationally recognized as a great preseason team. And then they don't show up. And they, they haven't been able to do that. And Arkansas has punched everybody in the mouth that they've played. And they're going to punch Texas A&M in the mouth, you know, Coach O style. Nobody, nobody thought Arkansas would be good. And they're coming in with their hair on fire. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking Arkansas on this game. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. I don't think very highly of Texas A&M. I really didn't come into the season. I mean, Kellen Mond, it's really showing now how much he carried that team last year. Which is odd because I don't know if he's going to be a good NFL talent. Well, I mean, we'll see when what happens on the Vikings, but I don't know. His preseason de- or debut was bad. But just because you're not a good NFL quarterback doesn't mean you weren't a great college quarterback. We've seen that many, many times. And, of course, we got Notre Dame in Wisconsin. What? Who's the fraud this week? I think that Notre Dame is the fraud. I think Wisconsin takes care of business. Notre Dame, I said it coming to the season. I'll continue to say it. I've said it every year. Notre Dame is always preseason ranked way higher than they should be and throughout the season. I mean, they just haven't proven to me that they can win big games. Yeah, they struggled against Toledo. They struggled against uh, Florida State, who is 0-3. They, you know, we thought that Florida State was good when and, we were watching. And they didn't take care of a Nebraska team, a not good Nebraska team. They didn't take care of them as much as they should have. Yeah, so Notre Dame, I'm going to I'm gonna say they're going to lose this week. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah, Wisconsin starting off the season, we didn't really know what to think of them. They had that tough loss to Penn State, but Penn State's looking like a pretty good football team. So Wisconsin might be right there. So we'll see. I think Wisconsin's going to take care of this game. So, yeah, that, that kind of wraps up, you know, the, the game previews for last week and this upcoming week. And it's going to be a good slate of football, guys. I mean, let, let's be honest. It's football season. We're able to go there. If you can get to a game, go to that game because who knows what's going to happen at the end of the season. So definitely a good time to go and enjoy the atmosphere, go tailgate, and, of course, have some Miller and Natty lights. So, of course, let's talk about – we got to talk about alcohol, man. We're back. And uh, what's your tailgate dream of an alcoholic beverage? Well, I was able to experience that a couple of weeks ago when I went to the Ohio State versus Oregon game. Pain, by the way. Um, what I started it off with, I started early. I spiked my coffee to start off the day about 7 a.m. It was a good start. What'd you spike it with? I don't even know, to be honest. It was a friend that made it for me. I don't know what he put in it. It was good. It was a good start. I think he put a little bit too much of it because I was ready to go. I assume Bailey's. Normally, that's what you spike coffee with. Yeah, I'm not really sure what it was. Vodka would be weird. I don't know. That is, that's a good question. Anyway, go ahead. And then I followed that up. I beer bonged a couple of Bud Lights. Mm, classic, yep. It's a good start to the day. And I had some 
some more beer at the at the like tailgate parties and stuff like that. And then what really got me? I don't know if you guys have ever tried this, but it was called a buzz ball. I bought it from a gas station. Oh, the little round ball thing? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got one. I, I was feeling pretty good at this point, but I wasn't allowed to bring this into the stadium. So right outside the stadium, I chugged this thing. And I'm like, all right, yeah. And then I walk in. I'm waiting on my friend. He's in the bathroom or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, crap. I'm like gone at like 10.30 a.m. And... That was that, really. I I had to chill out to make sure I wasn't hung over by game time. So that's a classic uh, unfiltered, uh, what what I'm going to call the uh, un- unfiltered slogan here is uh, tailgating before the tailgate. And uh, it sounds like you did that, my friend. Uh, typically what I do, I have a completely different approach because when I go to games, I'm sitting very close because I'm not trying to when I'm watching games, I'm also taking notes. And, you know, I went to the Kentucky game. I didn't take notes and because I thought they were going to blow out Chattanooga. But I, I normally go in there. I'll have a uh, Miller Lite or I'll have a nice Bud Light and just kind of keep the game going. Now, at Kentucky Stadium, and it's an SEC rule, by the way, they don't serve alcohol at big noon games, by the way. That's a thing that I figured out and... uh yeah, super, super disheartening on that, that they didn't have any Miller Lite to enjoy the game. So this podcast is not brought to you by Miller Lite, but please sponsor us. And, you know, I but the perfect time to tailgate before the tailgate is when you're not going to a game. When, you know, when you're in the garage just playing some beer pong, drinking heavy, then you can go in the air conditioning and just watch the games. Yeah, how else are you going to make up those few hours, which Saturday and Sunday, I call it, I think it's the longest few hours there is, is from the time you wake up till either noon or one, whenever the football game start. That, that's just a painful few hours when you're waiting, you're excited. It just goes by so slow. Yeah, and uh, you know, you uh, people of age out there, if you want to try the official unfiltered nooner, then just put some vodka in there. Slap some Red Bull and then more vodka. It's just Red Bull vodka, but it's now called the Unfiltered Nooner. Oh yeah, I, I like that. That's that's definitely a great way to start off your game day. But put a little cranberry juice in there too. That's what makes it unfiltered. Again, we're not sponsored by any of this, but I'm just saying the Unfiltered Big Nooner. So next weekend when you go to watch a football game, make yourself a big uh, Unfiltered Big Nooner, and. Post hashtag unfiltered football podcast, and we can't wait to see who tries out this drink and what you think of it. Yeah, so you gotta add a little bit of cranberry juice, or you can add. I, I would I do cranberry a little bit, a little bit because you don't want to dilute it too much, and or you can go blueberry or blueberry, uh, Red Bull. Either one is a good choice. I'm telling you, you're gonna enjoy it. And uh, Sunday on TikTok, we're gonna post the first one. We're going to do a cheers with the unfiltered Big Nooner. So super excited about that, guys. And tell us what you're tailgating. What, what do you like to have when you're tailgating? And I'll get the poll up and we'll go from there. Because I am 100% curious on what you guys like to drink. And, you know, you know what we like. Miller Lite. 
you know, whatever the hell CJ had in his coffee, which was apparently good. I assume Bailey's. And uh, go from there. Now the new segment, CJ. Let's get it. The Hall of Shame. We were really excited about this idea because, as you all know, we love talking crap about teams. We love talking down on teams. That's like what we do. That's like what we're best at is talking about the bad. So I'm going to start us off with not a surprise here. We talked about it earlier. We always talk about them. We always talk bad about them. And that's the Dolphin, the D- Miami Dolphins' entire team. It was just an absolutely embarrassing showing. Sure, Tua got hurt early on, but still, thirty-five to zero. Tua is not that big of an X factor. It was happening. No, I agree. But thirty-five to zero to a Bills team that didn't look fantastic that week. They looked, they looked like, they looked like they had some cracks in their team. They still, uh, yeah, they're they're one of the teams that. We'll talk about next week. I'm giving them one more week before we just absolutely shit on them. And, uh, of course, we're, it's going to happen. And we love the Bills. Yeah, we, well, sadly on the show, yeah, we do love the Bills. Bills Mafia. Let's break some freaking tables. Hey, um, so the Hall of Shame can't just have the Miami Dolphins. As much as I'd love to just put them in there and they're stuck there, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, we have the return of 2019 Jameis Winston, Mr. 30 for 30 himself. The Saints got blown out, and Jameis Winston threw not one, but two picks. And Jameis is back, guys. Jameis is back. Yeah, and I I think the real storyline here, you know, this might not have even ended up on the Hall of Shame had he not had the performance he did last week. Like, it was just the fact that last week everyone was praising him. They were talking about him being an MVP candidate and that Jameis Winston is back to where he was in college. They thought that he was going to finally put the pieces together and be a quality starting NFL quarterback. And he wasn't, and it's it's uh, I, I called it. He's back. He's, he's back, baby. He is back. And uh, finally, I don't want to do this one. You do it for me. It's Zach Wilson, our boy. Not one, not two, not three, before interceptions. Ugh, that's bad. And where we can kind of go with this, is it Zach Wilson or is it the Jets? It's the Jets. It can't be Zach Wilson. Because, no, Zach can't do anything wrong. Also, speaking of Zach, he looked good, though, man. I'm telling you. He did look really good. I see. He's wearing a do-rag. New York has changed this man. But, oh, it just, he wasn't good. Trevor Lawrence, he he, he is also not very good right now. Justin Fields didn't have the greatest showing. It's weak. I mean, it's still early, though, at least. But, you know, the worst performance we got to put in the Hall of Shame, and that's Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence, you're not safe, though, homie. You ain't in it yet, but you're you're knocking on the hole. He, he wasn't far from it this week. No, he he's lucky there was only three spots. It's only three spots a week. And speaking of which, I'm actually going to work on a season hall of shame, uh, like a like a timeline that I'm going to post every biweekly. And who knows? Maybe maybe like one of these players 
or let's say the Miami Dolphins, turns it around and proves us wrong like towards the end of the season, they, let's say they do really good, one of them wins an MVP, one of them wins a Super Bowl, or at least makes it to the playoffs, we're going to look back on this like, hey, they were in the Hall of Shame back at the beginning of the season. Yeah, look one, where they are now. Yeah, 100 And I think the Hall of Shame would be the reason why they did well. Yeah, I'm sure that they're. I'm sure that Jameis is listening to this podcast, and he's taking this to heart. Is Eat he going to turn L. it around? No, but Eat the L. Yeah, Eat the L. Yeah, he's listening. and He's angry right now. Yeah. But our boy Zach Wilson, just nobody. We're here for you. We <laughs> love you. Call, call in. Call in. We love you. You're going to turn it around. We know you are. It's the Jets' fault. Yeah, it's, it's not yours. Don't, you got to demand a trade, don't, buddy. Don't take accountability for this. It's not your fault. <laughs> you could have gone anywhere else and been a had six touchdowns instead of four interceptions. So we're not done shitting on people either. We got our not a Hall of Famer this week, and our not a Hall of Famer. We didn't really even get to talk about this. This is off the rip. Who is your We'll go with the quarterback this week. Pretty easy. Who would who would you say is not a Hall of Famer? You know, I really didn't have time to like put this together or think about it. Yeah, because I threw it at you in pre pre show prep. We yes almost forgot it. But there's really let's see who we who's the old quarterbacks we got in the league this year. We got we got Tom Brady, obviously a Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer. Now, Matthew Stafford is on the brink, in my opinion. Would he be on? Should he be on the segment, do you think? No, I'm not putting Matthew Stafford up there. I would love to just bring back Phillip Rivers last year because he was not a Hall of Famer. But I, yeah, I, that's just not fair. The guy is done. You can't kick him while he's down. I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. N- not a Hall of Famer. And here's why. Because Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be the savior of San Francisco. He was, and he hasn't shown it. They have his replacement on deck for him. He Jimmy G is an injury-prone guy. It's not a lack of talent. It's not a lack of looks. Also, good-looking guy. Yeah, he's a very good-looking yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, the looks Hall of Fame, he's in there, but he has not. He has no MVPs. I'm not sure if he has any Pro Bowls. I don't believe he does. So what has Jimmy G done? That besides what led him to a Super Bowl, yeah, he had that one good season and led him to a Super Bowl. But was it Jimmy G? I don't think so. That was it. That defense that was great. It was that defense. So Jimmy G, welcome to the Not a Hall of Fame. And it's kind of come to the front here that Jimmy G is might not be the guy for San Francisco. I mean. A couple seasons ago, everyone thought he was going to be their franchise guy. They were going to win Super Bowls with him. Not one, but Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Not the case. But I don't think that's the case, and it's kind of showing now. They drafted Trey Lance. I think that shows that the 49ers also think that. Correct. And we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Will Trey Lance see the field this season? We don't know. But... I'm I'm excited to see how it plays out. Hopefully he gets a shot in there. So we're nearing, you know, we're if you put it in baseball perspectives, we're in the ninth inning of this show. And, you know, we got we got two more segments left. And the the thing that I feel like we need to address one thing before 
before all of this, where have we been, right? That's the number one thing. As people on, I've had a couple of people on Reddit saying, hey, guys, where, like, where does this show? And we should probably address this. I know we said we really were like, you know, it was laziness, it was work, it was COVID. And those were all the excuses. But a lot happened there. We had to move. We, we moved into our new studio. We had to move out. So that caused a whole thing. We, you know, we were like, wow, we need to deliver this quality content week in and week out. And we're like, well, how do we want to do that? And we were trying to go through all this and that. And bottom line is we're back. Yes, we are back. There's been, there's no good reason. A crazy, let's say the last half year to say, but we're, we're settled in where we're at. We're, we're ready to go. We're prepared. We just went out. We invested in the podcast. We bought some new equipment. And we're we're ready to go. We're back. Those are the only. That's the only thing that matters at this point, is that we, CJ Dakota, we're back, and we're coming week after week, and we we we're working on some off season stuff for you guys as well. We're not just gonna go away. Of course, we're gonna. We talked about our break that we're gonna take, and that's gonna happen. And we're gonna let you know now. That way, you're like, okay, well, that makes sense once we actually do it. We're going to take a month and probably a month and a half after the Super Bowl, take some time off there. Um, and then we'll be fully back for training camps and all that good stuff. And we're going to be delivering different kinds of content. But rest assured, we're back, baby. Thursday morning, every single Thursday until the end of time. We're back, baby. So let's, let's, let's end this bad boy on a, on a high note. Um, of course, we got a fan favorite, CJ versus Vegas. And, of course, I've been to Las Vegas. If you guys go, check out that MGM Sportsbook, not a sponsor. It's actually at the MGM Grant. It's super nice, and I definitely recommend it. Again, not a sponsor. So hit him, CJ. What you got? Well, I, I really need to take a trip down there. I'm afraid I would play way too much money, though. You all know how I love sports betting. And oftentimes, I... Instead of taking some safe bets, I find myself doing some crazy parlays. Yeah, you can't escape and it. Almost hitting them. You, you almost hitting them. Dude, you can't escape it in Vegas either. They're ever you can sports bet on an app. I have an app. That you I can do it any anywhere in Nevada. I can do it. Speaking of that, Mike DeWine, if you're listening, the governor of Ohio. Sports betting needs to be legal here. Yeah, I can go to Hollywood and throw thousands of dollars at a slot machine. Yeah. So you know how much like tax revenue that you can make on that and everything. Anyways, all right, let me get to my picks. <laughs> um, my first pick for one of the I'm just gonna give you my three best bets for the week. What I think that you should put your money on, maybe not in a parlay. If you're crazy, put it in a parlay. Parlay it. If you're not and you just want to make a little little money. Real quick before I interrupt you, I would. We're talking about gambling. Did you see that parlay that almost hit, that 16-team parlay? Yeah. $25, almost $700,000 that the Lions would have won. That's nuts. We're not that nuts here, but it, we could do a team, three-team parlay. Yeah, with a these three-team picks. parlay is not that crazy, and I very well think this could hit. There's one There's one that might not hit, but it is still very, very possible. And it will definitely, it's a money line bet, so it'll definitely add some value to your parlay. And that is... Arkansas beating Texas A&M. Now you heard us trash on Texas A&M earlier, and that's going to continue. Trash. 
Maybe they'll prove us on this week. I don't think so. Arkansas on the money line. They look like a hot football team. They're playing hard. They want to prove everybody wrong. They want to prove that Arkansas football is something that should be taken seriously. And I think that they do this week against Texas A&M. And my next bet that you should make is the the Cardinals to cover the 7.5 point spread over the Jaguars. The Jags just don't look like a very good football team right now. That Cardinals offense is just humming. I would guarantee that one. That's a lot. That that one's a lot, yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Like seven and a half points. I think that should have been at least a ten point spread. I think seven and a half points easy. I think the Cardinals win by twenty personally, but and the next one is the Carolina Panthers covering the spread, and that Carolina Panthers offense and defense looks spectacular so I I think that they take that one easy Sam Darnold he he looks elite he's that guy Do you agree he's that guy pal he looks elite and it's a Texans team that they played the Browns pretty well the Browns defense they made some additions but they're not what they should be. I'm I'm taking the Panthers by ten, so they that cover for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking the Panthers here. The Texans, I'm not sure what to think of them yet, but I just know this Panthers team is real and watch out. Yeah, I I am 100 percent on board with all those picks as we talked about pre pre podcast, which is awesome. And you know the Panthers, the Cardinals, um, Arkansas, those are all good bets in my opinion as well. So if if you're in a sports a legal state to do this, go ahead and knock it out. If not, fly to Las Vegas, lock these down. I would parlay it just because we took two favorites here. Put a hundred bucks on a parlay with these three bets, you'll make your money back for the flights. Oh, 100%. So we're going to end it as we always do. This is historically our thing the early Super Bowl picks. Who you got, CJ? You know, I really like before the show. I really didn't know where I was going with this while we were talking about it. I still don't really know where I'm going with it. But I'm going to start off with what I think is the obvious one. And that's the Buccaneers winning the NFC. And in the AFC, I'm going to take... I'm going to be... You know what? I'm going to be boring. The Chiefs? Yes. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm going Chiefs-Bucks week one. I know... You guys are going to say, come on. Like, yeah. That's like what everyone's saying, but you guys usually have hot takes. Not this week. I do. Don't worry. I'll, I'll fill the void. All right. Let, let's hear Let's hear Dakota's, and maybe it won't disappoint you guys as much as mine did. Okay. This is, wa- this is wild. Um, Very wild. I'm doing it, though. The Cardinals. That was my second option in the nfc yeah rep in the nfc are the cardinals and then i'm going to go another wild one i'm gonna go the ravens wow the ravens and the cardinals in the super bowl cardinals win wow if you put your money on that and i'm right how exciting of a matchup would lamar jackson versus kyler murray be in the super bowl future versus future i'm telling you i might be wrong i mean next week it could be entirely different this week, I'm going on the scorching take to end the show here and tell you, lock, it's a lock. It's a lock right now. There you have it. He, he's telling you guys, it's a lock. 
Put so, your money on it. Put put all of it. Life savings. Take a second loan out. Refinance. Lock it down. Anyway, so that's unfiltered the the football podcast. Our week one in you know season two. Well, technically week two because we did do that little middle show, and uh, it actually did very well. I don't remember what the show was about. It was kind of a it's kind of a blur. But on a positive note, guys, we're one hundred percent back here. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Dakota. This is CJ, and we'll see you next week on Unfiltered, the football podcast.